everyone, and welcome to episode four of the Midnight Moon Astrology Podcast. I'm Cassidy Juniper, and today is Saturday, September 14th, 2019. On this episode, I'd like to discuss one of my favorite timing techniques, Annual Perfections, which allows you to find your Time Lord planet for the year. The basic concept is that not everything in your birth chart is turned on at the same time. When you discover your Time Lord planet through Perfections, which is an ancient Hellenistic technique, it can help you find out what planets to focus on over the course of a year. It helps narrow down which transits will be the most important, and each year a different house will be activated in the chart, which will indicate the topics that will typically come to the forefront during that period. It's also a really versatile technique because the basic version of it is really easy to learn and apply, but then you can go more and more in depth if you choose to. If you're listening to the podcast audio version, I will mention that this is one of those episodes with more charts and information, so if you want to switch to the YouTube video version, that's also available. This episode is designed to be a short introduction to Perfections. It's basically excerpts from a longer class that I offer as a recording on my website, MidnightMoonAstrology.com. The class is about an hour and a half long, and it delves more in depth into the whole process with real life examples, how to do monthly perfections and advanced perfections, and basically gives you a pretty comprehensive overview of the topic. So if you're interested in that, it's available for 20 bucks on my website. It's just an instant download. You can have it right away. You can find it in the teaching section of MidnightMoonAstrology.com, or I will have the link in the show notes. So without further ado, let's get started. One of the most common questions you hear, especially from people who are just starting to learn astrology, is why didn't anything happen during that transit? There's so many transits going on all the time, and often people will say, oh, you know, why didn't that moon sextile Saturn manifest in real life? I didn't notice anything. I didn't feel any different. And you'll see a lot go by without anything significant happening. The Hellenistic astrologers note that not all chart placements are activated all of the time. So to determine which parts are currently activated in the chart, we use timing techniques. And there are a lot of different kinds of timing techniques. In this class, we're looking at one, annual and monthly perfections. And this technique was used by nearly all of the Hellenistic astrologers. Most of them mention it in the ancient texts, or at least refer to it. Vedius Valens is the main source for this presentation because he is generally the most comprehensive as far as the text we have currently. So the next question that naturally gets asked is, which one is my Time Lord? You guys might recognize all the Time Lords here from Doctor Who, different manifestations of the Doctor. And the planets are not so different from this. They all have a slightly different agenda, different quirks and personality traits. And depending on which planet is the primary time lord for your year, it can really color that period of time for you. And just like the time lords from Doctor Who, you may have a strong preference for one planet over the other. But it really depends on what that planet is doing in your chart and what condition it's in. So here are the two most general or fundamental aims that we'll be looking at in regards to Time Lords. First, we want to discover which planet is your Lord of the Year or your monthly Time Lord if we're doing monthly perfections. And second, we'll discover which houses and topics will be particularly active for that period of time. The common metaphor for perfections and 
also some other timing techniques, is to think of your life as a book. So your annual Time Lord will describe a chapter in your life. That entire year could be seen as a chapter. And your monthly Time Lord will describe a paragraph in your life. So each month you might start a new paragraph, have different things, ideas, or people come in and out. And this really divides your life up neatly. And sometimes, you know, if you have ever wanted to skip a few chapters ahead in your own book of life, you might be able to do that with timing techniques such as perfections because you start to recognize patterns and repetition and get an idea of, of what to expect or what might be coming up for you. That's one of the reasons it's uh, probably my favorite timing technique at this point. So next is the basic technique for determining your time lord for the year. We start with a rising sign, which in this case is Sagittarius in this example chart. And Sagittarius is ruled by Jupiter. And the ruler of the rising sign or first house becomes your Lord of the Year at age zero. And that's important to note because a lot of people think of the first house as being one years old. And actually it starts when you were born. So from zero to one, whichever planet rules the first house becomes your time lord for that year. And then on your one-year-old birthday or solar return, we move counterclockwise to the second house. And then the ruler of the second house becomes your lord of the year at age one. And so in this chart, Capricorn is on the cusp, and so Capricorn's ruled by Saturn, and therefore this person's time lord would be Saturn during the year that they are one years old. And once you go all the way around the chart at age 12, you'll come back to the first house again, and the ruler of the first house becomes your time lord once more. So at this point, you might be wondering, what's the catch? That seemed pretty easy. I already know what my Time Lord is. How hard could this be to learn? So there are a couple traditional prerequisites that you might want to keep in mind. The first is to use whole sign houses. That's what this technique was designed to be used with. And there's an example of whole sign houses on the wheel to the left. You can see that each sign is a house. Each house is a sign and there are no intercepted signs. They're just very evenly divided. And the second prerequisite is to use traditional rulerships. So this would mean using the seven traditional planets as rulers for the signs and not using Uranus, Neptune, or Pluto as far as rulerships go. Each program has a different way of setting up whole sign houses, but I thought I would demonstrate on astro.com since it's free and it's one that you know most people are familiar with as they're learning astrology. So this is the extended chart selection on astro. And if you go down to the options for zodiac and houses, you can pick from the dropdown of the house system and choose whole signs. So for those of you who are still learning about rulerships, the basic differences between the modern rulership system and the traditional rulership system is in the traditional system, Aquarius is ruled by Saturn, not Uranus. Pisces is ruled by Jupiter instead of Neptune. And Scorpio is ruled by Mars, not Pluto. 
So this is just a cheat sheet for anyone who's still learning the traditional rulership scheme. If you've gone around the chart and found your perfection year with house and sign, and you can't remember which planet rules that sign, you can always go back and reference this slide. Here we see that Mars rules both Aries and Scorpio. Venus rules Taurus and Libra. Mercury rules Gemini and Virgo. The moon rules Cancer. The Sun rules Leo, Jupiter rules both Sagittarius and Pisces, and Saturn rules Capricorn and Aquarius. As you can tell, there's no Uranus, Neptune, or Pluto mentioned in this traditional rulership scheme. So now we're going to jump right into more details on annual perfections. Which house rules my year? You figured out the planet. But by using this diagram, you can figure out which house is going to rule your year based on your age. So if you go over here and take a look at, if you're three years old, you find the number three in the table, and then you see which house it's associated with. So you can see three is associated with the fourth house. And when you're 18, you go over here, find the number 18, and it looks like if you're 18, you'd be having a seventh house year. But when you're 30, you'd also be having a seventh house year because as you know, we go all the way around the chart every 12 years. And whenever you know which kind of year you'll be having, you can basically assume that topics from that house will be important. So if you're having a fourth house year, topics like home and parents and family might be important. Sometimes you'll see people move during a fourth house year. Whereas if you're having a seventh house year, it's highly likely to be associated with relationships of some kind. And in addition to having a fourth house year or having a seventh house year, you also want to take a look at what house your Time Lord planet is placed in. So let's just say that the fourth house is Libra ruled by Venus. Then you want to take a look at where in the chart is Venus, which house is Venus placed in, because that house could also have a level of importance during that year. And you'll want to take a look at which houses your Time Lord planet rules. So again, if it is Venus, you'll want to take a look at the other house that Venus rules as well, because all three of those houses could be important. The two houses Venus rules as well as the house that Venus is found in. One of the more challenging things after you've identified what your Time Lord is for the year is interpreting that Time Lord planet and what it means for you. First, you'd want to examine that planet's placement and condition in your birth chart. So for example, if Jupiter is your Time Lord for the year, you'd want to see how Jupiter's doing in your birth chart. And while that's normally known as a, as a positive planet bringing blessings, if your Jupiter is being squared by Saturn or is in a sign that it doesn't like, it may not manifest as positively for you because of its condition. You'll also want to look at natal aspects made to that particular Time Lord planet because they'll be activated. So for example, if Jupiter is your Time Lord and you have a Sun-Jupiter trine in your birth chart, that will be activated for the year. Next, you'll want to examine the houses your Time Lord rules and any other planets in those houses. So 
in this example, with Jupiter as a Time Lord, Sagittarius and Pisces houses will also be activated. You can examine transits to your Time Lord planet. So if it's Jupiter, any transits happening in the sky directly to Jupiter in your natal chart will be important and vice versa when your Lord of the Year makes transits to a natal planet. So if Jupiter is going through a particular sign and making a transit to something in your chart, that will be important to look at as well. You'll also want to examine transits going through the perfected house and sign. So for example, if Sagittarius is the sign turned on and it rules your second house, then any transits going through Sag or the second house may be important during that year. And lastly, you'll want to look at your Time Lord planet in secondary progressions, solar returns, and any other techniques that you use. The Time Lord planet's importance goes well beyond just the birth chart. So remember that we said annual perfections can help narrow down which transits to pay attention to. Transits involving Time Lords are going to be the most important. Transits involving no Time Lord planet signs or houses are less likely to manifest. And remember, there are other timing techniques, such as zodiacal releasing, that may turn on other planets, signs, and houses for a different period of time. So if something is suddenly important and you weren't expecting it to be, it may have been turned on by another timing technique. In general, though, this helps us narrow down transits so we know what to focus on. And considering there's so much going on in the sky and in your chart at all times, this can be a really helpful technique to zero in on what matters the most. You'll want to keep in mind that not every topic of the perfected house will manifest, but at least one should. So for example, sometimes people get freaked out if they're in an eighth house perfection year. You know, they're wondering, is somebody going to die? Am I going to die? And of course, typically that's not how it manifests. It can, but you know, it's, it's rare. Every time you have an eighth house year, you're not going to have a death or anything like that. Um, typically you'll, you'll see it manifest as one of the money situations, whether that's debt or inheritance or something to do with insurance or taxes or shared resources with a partner. You'll, you'll probably see some eighth house topic manifest, but it doesn't mean that every single one of them is going to happen to you during that year. Next, we have a Time Lord example that will hopefully help put all the pieces together. This is the chart of Elizabeth Moss, who was born on July 24th, 1982 at 5.01 a.m. Pacific Standard Time in Los Angeles, California. You may know Elizabeth Moss as the actress who played Peggy Olsen in Mad Men, and currently at the time of recording, she's playing June, the lead in A Handmaid's Tale. So at age 25, Elizabeth's second house was turned on. Her second house is ruled by the sun. You can see Leo is the sign on the cusp and the sun rules Leo. So during this sun ruled year, she actually had the sun in the second house of money. And so the sun in Leo is in its own home. It's very strong. And what happened during this year is it was the first year of Mad Men, which accelerated Elizabeth's career making her a star and definitely changing her financial situation. So you see the strength of the sun in Leo really helping her out financially, but you also can see how the sun in Leo may indicate her becoming a star as well. 
then at age 27, Elizabeth had a Venus ruled year. It was a fourth house year. And her fourth house has Libra on the cusp. Libra is ruled by Venus. And typically you think of Venus years as potentially positive. You can see Elizabeth's Venus is in Cancer in the first house. So it's angular and doing pretty well. But also in her fourth house, both malefics are there, Mars and Saturn, and Pluto's sandwiched right in between them. So right away, you can tell that this is gonna be kind of a mixed year when you've got both benefics and malefics activated. So what happened during this year? Elizabeth married Fred Armisen, which is the Venus part of her year. She got married. Both Venus and Libra are associated with marriage. But then she also separated from him eight months later, beginning the divorce process. So you can see the Mars and Saturn coming into play during that time. You know, it's probably depression and struggle with Saturn and Mars, of course, is separation. You may have a different number of Time Lords every year. It really depends on what's going on in the houses that are activated. One thing to keep in mind is that any natal planets in the perfected house or sign will also become Time Lords. So here's where the outer planets can be included if you so choose. If you are missing the outer planets because we're not using them as rulers, this is the place where they can come in and possibly be useful. If a particular house is activated and it has an outer planet in it, that outer planet may show up or manifest during the year. Let's take a look at an example using this chart here. If it's a 12th house perfection year in this chart, the 12th house is Gemini, which is ruled by Mercury. So Mercury is turned on as a Time Lord. But as you can see, the moon is also in the 12th house. So the moon will be turned on as well. You'll wanna pay attention to anything moon related during the year. If more than one planet is in a sign, the one with the lowest number of degrees is dominant, but all are turned on. This is a rule from Valens, and so you can kind of test it out and see if it works for you. But using this chart, if you take a look at the second house, let's say that's a second house year, and both Venus and Mars are in the second house. So Venus at 26 degrees and Mars at 28 degrees. Venus is the one with the lowest number of degrees, so theoretically she would be dominant. There would be more Venus-related things that would happen during this year than Mars-related things. And of course, the second house is Leo and ruled by the sun, so the sun would definitely play a, a major role as far as Time Lords are concerned. But it's just something to take a look at because if there's a lot of planets in the sign that's turned on or the house that's turned on, you might have a pretty active year. So I hope you found all of that helpful. I just wanted to give a big thank you because I'm completely indebted to, this is kind of the lineage of how the technique of annual perfections passed down the line to me. It started as far back as Vedius Valens, who was a prominent Hellenistic astrologer, and Project Hindsight rediscovered those texts and played a part in translating them. That consisted of Robert Hand, Robert Schmidt, and Robert Zoller. And then they, in turn, instructed Demetra George, who learned many ancient techniques and began teaching them at Kepler College. And through that, Chris Brennan became a student of hers, learned these techniques from Demetra, and then went on to teach them 
quite prevalently online and he was my teacher as well as many, many other students. So a big thank you to all these people. That is why I even know this technique exists today. It was very obscure. It's becoming a little more well-known in the astrological community and it's definitely made a big impact on my practice of astrology. I hope you enjoyed that little foray into annual perfections. And if you're interested in learning more and want to check out the hour and a half class on my website, here are some things that you'll learn in it. You will learn how to find your time lord, the philosophy behind using traditional rulerships, which has a really cool symmetry to it. You'll learn how to interpret your time lord and the connection between your age and which topics will be activated during that time. You'll discover repeating cycles in your natal chart and why you might have a different number of Time Lords each year and how to count them. You'll learn how to use perfections with other techniques such as transits and solar returns. And there will be real life examples of how perfections work in charts. The class will discuss how to determine and apply monthly perfections. So you will have a different Time Lord for each month as well. And why a different type of aspect is activated in your chart each year. So for example, some years all the oppositions are activated, some years all the trines are activated. And we'll dip into advanced perfections a little bit, which is perfecting from any point in the chart. So if you want to focus in on a certain topic like relationships or career, there's a way of finding out your time lord for that. And this class is recommended for students who have already had an introduction to astrology and know how to work with planets, signs, houses, and aspects. It is a little more intermediate, so just fair warning. If you're comfortable with those things already and want to learn more, it should be a pretty good fit for you. Once again, the class is just 20 bucks and available for instant download on midnightmoonastrology.com in the teaching section, or you can find links to this in the show notes. If you like the work I'm doing, please consider supporting me by using the donate button on my website or becoming a patron on Patreon. There are links in the show notes for that as well. I recently launched new Patreon tiers where you can get monthly or bi-monthly astrology readings by subscribing to the $30 tier, which is pretty cheap for, for an astrology consultation. And if you just want to ask ongoing questions about your chart or various astrology techniques, kind of like having an astrologer on call, feel free to subscribe to the $5 tier. And if your aim is to throw a couple bucks my way, you can subscribe to the $2 tier and receive early access to any content I create. Another way to support my work is by booking an astrology consultation, of course. I've got a variety of different kinds on my site. And I encourage anybody who has a couple minutes to leave a review or some stars or a like. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and YouTube channel so you don't miss future episodes. You can also follow Midnight Moon Astrology on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And if you'd like to get in touch, feel free to email me at midnightmoonastrology at gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening.